Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are locked on bucks. Your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm Eric Name, and joining me is Frank Madden. And I'm coming off the high of Doris Burke mentioning the Locked On Network during the ESPN broadcast. So shout out Doris Burke. Thanks for listening. Uh, She was talking about a Locked On Rockets episode, but gave the whole crew a shout out. So I see you too, Doris. Um, Frank, uh, I think that's the only positive I can take from tonight. Yeah, I was once on a plane with Doris. That's my my positive uh, of the night. No. (laughs) Uh, yeah, we have one positive, and that is Giannis was friggin' amazing. Yeah, um, thirty-two points, eleven boards, six assists, three blocks. Um, put the Bucks on his back for most of three quarters, and weirdly had the Bucks competitive um, for long stretches, aided in no small part by the Rockets not really playing well at all for yeah. long stretches as well. Um, but uh, ultimately. This probably the <laughs> people who were following me on Twitter probably got a sense of this. I was just so angry at everybody who was not Giannis on this basketball team. Anyone associated with this basketball team who is not Giannis, I hate you tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I mean, it was just insane. I mean, they got off to another good start. Hey, that's that's uh, that's that's been a recurring theme lately. I think it's like four yeah. straight games that they've gotten off to fast starts. Um. You know, uh, clearly the magic of John Henson starting clearly to, to attribute to that. Actually, John Henson was is like has has moved way down my hit list of of people that I've been, you know, uh, targeting for for uh, hatred of late. So nice job, John. Um, although you did take another jump shot tonight, um, but uh, I mean, just so aggravating. I mean, Jabari bad on both ends. Some of the I, I feel, he had that one random terrific block uh when Giannis of all people blew a pick and roll coverage in the second half yep. but other than that was just kind of completely unaware half the time and um you know I just did nothing five out of 15 um 15 points I mean it felt like he didn't even do that much offensively uh and then I mean you can just go down the list I mean seemed like pretty much everybody shot poorly um Beasley started one out of seven salvaged it sort of in you know when the game was kind of you know, mostly out of reach in the fourth quarter. Although he did get Giannis some cheap assists. So thanks. Thanks, Mike. Um, <laughs> and uh, Monroe was, I thought Monroe was completely unplayable when Harden was on the court. I mean, yeah, I don't know how many times like they put him in pick and roll and the Bucks could not prevent Harden from basically getting to Monroe in basically a one-on-one. And I mean, it's just curtains if that's, if that's the case. Uh, the same could be true though for most of the bigs. Like they looked... Yeah, pretty awful. Yeah, in pick and roll play all night. That's fair. I'm I, the one thing is that with Monroe, you know he's Correct. not going to have a chance, Correct. right? I mean, that's that's the hard part. Yeah. Um. So so I mean, it's just I mean, th- there were so many, so many just like 
passes that were like two to three feet off that like might have been catchable, but guys couldn't catch anything tonight. Um, just it just like some of the execution just felt like I don't know, it was like preseason execution, and they didn't shoot well. And you know, pretty much unless Giannis was carrying them to you know on runs, um, it, it was just an embarrassing showing by most of the team tonight, and and. And that sucks because this was an ESPN game, and I thought the Rockets gave them every chance to be in this game. This was not uh, an A effort from from the Rockets, who were missing Ryan Anderson and started Corey Brewer, who's complete garbage and was a minus twenty somehow in eighteen minutes. <laughs> um, but uh, but Harden was terrific, thirty eight points, eight assists, six rebounds, held under even a double double by the Bucks. So I don't know. <laughs> They should feel good about that, but um, Eric Gordon yeah. just a just a plus thirty eight on the night. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no big amazing. deal. Just a plus yeah. thirty eight. <laughs> that was incredible. I mean, seven <laughs> out of seventeen from three. Seven out of seventeen from three. Correct. He took seven out of seventeen threes. The Bucks were seven of twenty eight as a team. Correct. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's that's a problem. But I, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. obviously you didn't. You didn't expect the Bucks to win, but this was just kind of an aggravating way to lose, given that this the Rockets made this a winnable game in many respects. Yeah, I mean, there was stretches of that second quarter that were near unwatchable, and it wasn't, I mean, obviously the Bucks were playing some unwatchable basketball, but the Rockets were like, oh, sure, we'll do it too. Like, let's, let's get some turnovers going back and forth. Let's get some ugly shots thrown up against the backboard going, oh, and want to clang some off the rim? Okay, we can do that too. And... The, the second quarter there was brutal stretches there and um man it, it was just a, a bad bad basketball game and like you said i don't some of the passes i can't even comprehend it looked like i don't know guys were trying to throw people open like all right i'm gonna throw this pass three feet in front of you and you can go get it and it was guys trying to reach out with it with one hand it was guys not even able to get to it some of the passes were at dude's ankles and going out of bounds like it was just sloppy terrible basketball and i it's it was just brutal to watch and yeah you you do have to wonder i know i I've, I've been complaining about it for a little while now i know you tried to back me off it the other day a little bit but the aggressiveness we saw from jabari parker at the end of December into the into the start of January is gone. Like he he's getting switched onto by guards and refusing to stay in the post and make people pay and I don't know what he's all he's all out of sorts. Uh, just a just a bad basketball game. I mean, you can I I think you could give some props to Tony Snell. I, I think he did an admirable job on on. Harden, not. I mean, you're never going to stop him or anything, but I, I thought he did a pretty nice job there. Again, I mean, Harden still gets 38, 8, and 6, so that that's just kind of speaks to the level of basketball Harden's playing, but I thought Tony Snell was fine-ish. Um, man, on the rest of the roster, is there anyone else between, other than Giannis or Tony Snell, that I think was fine or play, I was going to say played well, no one else played well. Played fine. I don't. I don't even think I can name someone else that did it. It was just disappointing performances up and down the roster. Well, Thonmaker did have a three-point play uh, in the post and uh, had two rebounds in two minutes. Okay. 
complete garbage time at the end. So, so hey, Thon, nice. I actually, I tweeted, um, I thought in that second quarter, I mean, the Bucks were outscored, what, 30 to 12 in the second quarter? Correct. And just looked completely inept. I mean, just, just no, like, they, like they had no idea what, what to do. Um, I thought they, I thought I was kind of wondering if Jason Kidd was getting close to, uh, pulling the ripcord on Thon at that point, <laughs> maybe throwing him in there, especially given the way that, they were, you know, Monroe in particular was was completely struggling to do anything. I mean, he he was bad offensively tonight, and and that's especially problematic because, you know, as we've said, this is a team that other than Nene don't, you know, doesn't have um, really big guys that should be able to handle him in the post. And he got mixed up with Nene a little bit, got a double tack after he kind of threw his arm and kind of hit Nene in the head on a rebound. Um, so another you know, very negative night for, for Greg Monroe. We've, we've been saying that a lot lately. You know what I'm not enjoying, Frank? You know what I'm not enjoying? What? Watching Brogdon not, and Henson. You no know Watching Brogdon and Henson play together. It's it's awful. I yeah. hate it. I absolutely hate it. Like, it, <laughs> it, it used to be, okay, you get an elbow touch from Monroe with Brogdon. Like, I felt confident thinking something good was going to happen out of it. Whether or not the shot would go in, I thought, you know what, this is a good action for the team. Now, I he tosses it to Henson. It's like, okay, well, this is going to go nowhere, or or he'll get in a pick and roll with Henson and throw him a pass, and it goes off his hands. I just hate it. I absolutely hate it. Yeah, I think uh, I was surprised to see Delhi. I think was only a mile, only a minus five tonight. Um, he he hit a three pointer and a a floater. Uh, but was only two out of six, um, two turnovers, two assists. I mean, certainly he wasn't um, making a compelling case for, for more minutes. He played 17. Uh, thankfully, Jason Terry only played 11 minutes. Yeah. Um, so by the low bar, by the low bars of me expecting the low bar of me expecting kid to overplay Terry against every one of his former teams, um, at least once uh, <laughs> he was not completely overplayed. Um, Especially given how how good Snell was relative to everybody else on the Bucks roster, thankfully Snell played 32 minutes. Although they probably would have been better off if he played 42. Um, but yeah, w- wanted to get your thought. So Toledovich, man, Mirza, we're trying to make the case for you, bro. But seriously, oh, oh, um, 0 for four from three, 0 for five overall in eight minutes. <laughs> Interestingly, he led the Bucks in plus minus at minus one. Or whoa, of, whoa, of the whoa, guys whoa. who played, you know. Oh, okay, I was going to well, say Rashad Vaughn and Don Maker are, are pretty upset here. Yeah, yeah, and Plumlord oh, plus two in it's my bad. minutes. Um, but uh, yeah, Toledovich, man, uh, di- didn't play at all in the first half. I'm sitting there thinking, as Beasley's going one out of seven, thinking, man, great. They're just going to run Beasley into the ground against his old team. He's chucking tonight, and it's not working out. So they dust off Toledovich early in the third, and I mean, I interpreted that as a benching because Jabari was defend was so clueless defending, and he got what was it like two or three minutes, like three minutes, four minutes into the third quarter. Yeah, uh, Jabari gets benched. I'm sure Kid w- wouldn't say that he got benched for defense, but um, he gets benched, and Toledovich comes in. And you think, okay, maybe Toledovich can do something. Bucks go on a bit of a run with him on the court, but um, obviously not because because of anything he was doing. Um, although he did he did play that little hot potato game where Giannis passed it to him, and then Toledovich passed it back to Giannis for a three that brought it to within five, I think, in the third yep. quarter. So that was that was Mirza's uh, highlight of the night. Um, 
But I, but I don't know. I mean, we we were, we've been talking about the role players being garbage, and you know, unfortunately, yep, same <laughs> you know, same different city, same story tonight. I mean, I I guess kind of. No matter what, like it, it's gonna look bad. Mirza goes over four in eight minutes, and obviously doesn't really have much of an effect on the game. But I mean, I just feel like every time I see him in, I see someone standing right next to him on defense, and he he's in a, a cold streak right now. He has been hitting shots. He's barely playing, and he still garners that respect. Like I I see that with my eyes when he comes into the game. I assume you see the same thing. Like, I just, I think no matter what, especially if Beasley and Jabari aren't playing any defense, that has to help out the team. That Taking a defender out of the play at pretty much all times has to be helping the team. Like, that is, that's gravity that I can see with my own two eyes. And again, I know, 0 for 4, he's been missing shots lately. I get it. But I just... I just look at it and I watch it and I think that's helping. A- am I crazy? No, I think that's that's part of his appeal. Even when he's not necessarily making a high percentage of his threes, teams account for him because everybody knows he he can shoot and he will shoot. And you know, again, it's it's not just the actual threes, but it's also the threat. Um, and uh, you know, as we said last night, I mean, it's not like his percentage on the season is actually, I mean, he's pretty much at his career average in terms of percentage. It's just the problem has been, it's been very streaky. And I think that, you know, has been frustrating for a lot of people because the consistency hasn't been there. And, you know, probably maybe some of it could be just that the consistency isn't there also in terms of his minutes. And, yep. you know, that's not, um, it's not entirely unfair because again, defensively he's harder to play. Um, although I don't know. I mean, like, it's not like Jason Kidd didn't know what Toledovich's deal was when, when they signed him. Correct. So it's kind of like, okay. Um, but, you know, it's kind of hard, obviously, given some of the other personnel the Bucks have. I mean, they have Giannis, who's obviously a terrific defender, and that's pretty much it um, in terms of the forwards. And, you know, putting Monroe in there at center, it's obviously, you know, it just gets harder and harder to, to hide a guy like Mirza if, if you need to. So, so I don't know. It, it's just a tough night because any, anytime you you want to question anybody being on the court and say why is that guy playing, well, <laughs> yeah, unless you're talking, did about you see Giannis, who he came in for? Every, like, yeah, everybody else has been crapped too. So, um, so I don't know. It, I think it's really. I mean, yeah, I think we're in a really interesting time now for the Bucks because this is their third three-game losing streak of the season. They haven't gotten to four yet, and they've got a tricky back-to-back against two teams that are below them in the East standings. The Magic and the heat coming up Friday, Saturday. And yeah, look, I mean, if they shit the bed and lose those two games, then they're going to, you know, start to lose some serious ground in the East playoff race. And, you know, we're at the halfway mark of the season. I think we'll talk a bit more about kind of first half, um, you know, opinions and reflections here uh, tomorrow. But, um, but I I think we're sort of definitely getting into uh, a a bit of an interesting period here because they've obviously had a number of games that they could win. Um, Some games maybe that, you know, they had chances at that maybe were against some better teams that they, you know, like tonight against Rockets. I mean, they lost by 19, but this was, I think in many ways, a winnable game given how poorly the Rockets played relative to expectations. But, you know, the Bucs just didn't bring it. And, you know, I kind of wonder, I mean, Jason Kidd's been complaining a lot about obviously the team not playing well enough. And, um, you know, tonight he talked about the superstars coming out to play, but, but no one else helping Giannis. And it's like, okay. Um, 
uh, are his guys going to respond? They're not <laughs> defensively. They, they haven't, you know, we haven't seen any indication that they're turning a corner. I thought they were better tonight for most of the game than, um, than the other night against the other day against Philly. But, um, but I don't know. I think they're in a, in a, an interesting position here. And I think we're going to learn a lot about them this weekend when they have these two games uh, in Orlando and Miami. I do think uh, it, it's funny to think so often the Bucks lose a game and it's like, Oh, this is a learning experience. And, I think sometimes that, that that can be true. Other times it's just something you say to kind of get yourself over an ugly loss. But uh, I think you do bring up a good point that there's only been, what, two other three-game losing streaks this season. And that's, I mean, those are kind of gut-check moments. Uh, those are kind of the moments where you figure out, can this team figure it out? Can they get past this? Do they have the leadership? Are, are or are they going to fall back into being a young team and all of a sudden go on a four or five, six game losing streak? They've been able to avoid that thus far this season. And I think you do have to wonder if, can they handle it again? Can they get out of it? Cause we haven't seen them struggle like this here in a little while. So, uh, they're in a tough spot. I mean, I think you, you have to be happy that it's, it's Miami and Orlando this weekend. Those are two games that, should be able to help you get out of a funk should be able to help you get some wins and and maybe try to get back on track before seeing the rockets again next week but at the same time it's it's a scary kind of kind of spot for this team because they're young and now i I mean the last couple games their vets haven't been playing all that well that there isn't right now there doesn't appear to be anyone that's going to pick them up out of this situation other than Giannis and he's been trying to do that for the last week so this is a moment in this season where the Bucks are going to have to figure out who they are in I I mean kind of what they're going to be the rest of the season are they are they going to go and stay back under 500 or are they going to claw their way back over 500 and try to go up above 500 are they going to be able to stay in that area this is I mean this is sports cliche time, but it's gut check time. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and I mentioned on the broadcast tonight that you know Chris Middleton could be back even before the All Star break, and I don't know. I I really hope the Bucks are not sitting around counting on on Chris Middleton to save them because um, you know again we don't know how effective he's going to be coming back from that kind of injury. Um, you know his legs have. He's obviously been trying to get his legs now back. Uh, you know how well will he be able to play defense? Is his shot going to uh, be there? You know, I mean that's the yeah. thing with Middleton. We we talked about how a lot of times with with leg injuries, you know, the shot is the kind of the last thing to come back just because of the, the amount of rhythm and um, conditioning that it takes to sort of like be able to trust your legs as a jump shooter. Uh, so we'll see. You know, when Chris Middleton comes back and and how much he can contribute right away. Um, I think it's it's a boost, obviously, to get him. You know, to not have to play Middleton or not have to play uh, Terry anymore would obviously be a positive. Um, but again, we'll we'll have to kind of see what what it means for for this team and and whether um, you know again <laughs> that that's still a ways off, right? Even if he came back, um, you know, early to mid February. I mean, look, it's only it's only what slightly past mid January right now, so. You've got a few weeks at least before then, and um, you know if you're dropping winnable games left and right, uh, you could find yourself certainly 
with an uphill battle in the East. Um, and, and, you know, look, I think the Bulls are probably the team. Bulls are probably the only team I'd look at right now that are above them um, that I don't feel like they're really kind of a pretty good team. I mean, the Pacers have kind of been, were bad to start, but have kind of come around a little bit. Um, although they are getting killed in Sacramento tonight. Um, the Hawks have obviously kind of come around a bit. The Wizards have improved a lot. I think the Hornets are a solid team. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, you got teams like the Pistons right behind the Bucks as well. So I think it's it's definitely kind of a potentially perilous time. And so far this year, the Bucks have kind of always, you know, not, not flipped a switch, but they've always kind of been able to kind of pull things together and, and avoid that, you know, six game losing streak or, you know, the really prolonged slump. Um, but we'll have to see if, if they can do that again now with, um, with, uh, you know, I think their identity has kind of been thrown around a bit. I mean, I think Jason Kidd will always come into, you know, like, like most coaches they'll always start training camp talking about how their identity is going to be defense and blah, blah, blah. Um, but they're not playing, you know, they're not really able to contain teams right now. I think, the Rockets obviously are tremendous de- offensively, so you don't worry about that maybe as much tonight. But, um, but you know, you've, you've cited, recited the the number of games that they've you know been lit up in a row, and um, you know if their thinking is that they're going to outscore teams, uh, so I've been pleasantly surprised how often they've been able to do that so <laughs> far. But I don't think you know. I think I'm I'm kind of surprised. Maybe, maybe he has, and I just haven't heard. Of. I've been surprised Jason Kidd hasn't dusted off the old. Well, we think we can go out and outscore people, and and we got to realize where we got to play defense first. You know that that kind of line, which I feel like we've heard before. Ooh, see, see he he dusted off a, a variation of that okay. one uh, the other night. It, it wasn't it wasn't that we think we can outscore people. It's we haven't accomplished anything yet, but we start right. to feel comfortable. So a, a slight variation of it, but I would assume the the outscore people that that's got to be coming. And I mean, we've talked about this sort of in the in in the bigger picture of you know every time the Bucks have like a surprising nice season, it seems they they the next year disappoint, right? And yeah. and they they have you know and obviously the players have have shifted a lot year to year over the last decade, but. Um, but for some reason, this franchise just always seems to, you know, figure out ways to often be kind of sneaky decent. And then once people think, oh, man, these guys can be good, then um, they just don't know how to handle the expectation of like, yeah, you're supposed to beat teams now. Right. And um, we'll see. I mean, obviously, the difference now is you have Giannis. <laughs> so you never, yeah. you, Herb, Cole, Herb Cole teams never had Giannis. And that's oh, makes it a way better place to be right now than than certainly any of those times. But um, what have you been calling it? The the gravity of mediocrity or the pull of mediocrity? Right? Yeah, the gravi- the gravitational pull of, of mediocrity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Bucks are fighting against it right now. They're they're losing that battle. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, eighth straight game with a hundred plus points. Uh, the Rockets have an offensive rating of only a hundred fourteen uh, tonight. Which I mean. It, is that below their average? <laughs> I think it might be. I think I'm pretty sure it. Uh, I'd have to double check, but I, I think it might be. So, like the the Rockets didn't play very well. They did go over our over under line of 40, uh, 44. That's right. I'm I'm shocked that it was barely over. It felt like they hit about you know 15 threes in the fourth quarter alone. But yeah, um, but we weren't horrendously wrong, or at least I I think I made you take the over, so you, you were right, and I, I I at least wasn't horrendously wrong, and. Amazingly, this was a bad shooting night from the Rockets, shooting less than 32%. But but obviously, it didn't probably didn't feel that way because 
so much of those, so many of those misses came early, uh, and and obviously they they were tremendous in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think I think some of the solace we can take from tonight, Giannis put on a show, a Nash on a national TV game. Um, that's a good thing. Uh, I know he against the Knicks obviously failed to close that one out, but he was he was pretty decent that night too. Th- this was probably a little bit better showing for him. Oh, um, can I can I can I, we haven't really talked about the small ball lineup in the fourth, have we? We have not. What was your, I mean, I was happy to see it. I, I mean, kid only goes to small ball out of desperation, which, you know, again, I think is kind of indicative of the fact that he's, his creativity tends to be more reactive than proactive. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it got them, I think they were within seven at one point, despite the fact that, um, you know, obviously a lot of things were, were going wrong. Um, Beasley was the, um, the other, the other quote unquote, bigger guy on the court with Giannis and Jabari. Um, but I thought it made sense because Giannis, the, the pick and roll actions were just murder on the Bucks center. Well, especially Monroe. Um, so putting Giannis at the five and having him be the, the defender in the one five pick and roll, I think made sense. Um, but you know, I think it was too little too late. I think they were down 14 or so going into the fourth and, um, and unfortunately, they, you know, again, they couldn't really get Giannis involved offensively. And the fact that he's not an ISO scorer, he needs, you know, I, I tweeted, he, he's still a flow scorer. You can't just take the ball and go to work. Like, that, you know, I, I heard people talking in the, I think in the, in the comments are like, oh, the Bucks need to use him like Harden. Harden is like an incredible, like pick and roll maestro who can pull up and shoot threes. Like Giannis is not that kind of guy. Like, I mean, you want to give him some pick and rolls, but like, He's not friggin' Harden. <laughs> like he, he needs the ball at the elbows. He needs the ball on the move. Like he's a cutter. Different, totally different type of player. That that just hurt my brain. Um, Sorry, I, I packed like way too much into that like little monologue. No, I like I. Giannis is Harden. Well, they were. It was like the idea was like, oh, you want to like feature him like the Rockets do do Harden, and I just think that it's kind of apples and oranges, and I, I think there are limitations to point Giannis because. He's fundamentally not that. He can't really score that efficiently out of pick and roll, and he's not a good ISO scorer. I mean, I mean, that's and, what I was just gonna say. Like Harden is masterful at both of those things, and and that kind of allows him to play the point guard in the way that he does, and allows him to do all the things in the pick and roll. That no, I, no, I just don't think Giannis works uh, quite like that. Um, as far as the small ball lineup, yeah, I think ultimately frustration that it's. It, we we haven't really seen that outside of fourth quarters. I mean, I think that's the only time we've seen small ball lineups this year is down by double digits, started of the fourth quarter, let's go to small ball, when that might be a weapon that could be used earlier. And rather than, like you said, rather than reacting to teams, just kind of taking to two teams with that small ball lineup, that would be, that'd be something I'd be interested to see. Um, I mean, I think the selection of Beasley made the most sense. I think that did help out uh, the pick and roll defense some. But I mean, why? Why did did you did you notice how what was it like three or four straight possessions? It seemed like Beasley or Jabari was was picking up Harden in not not in transition, but you know somehow I think Snell was um, probably because he was uh, you know the guard who was getting back in transition. He was picking up like a big guy or somebody who wasn't mm-hmm. Harden. And then you had Beasley or Jabari isoed up against Harden on the perimeter. And, I mean, Harden smoked Giannis, too. I mean, you think you saw, like, Giannis' limitations from a lateral movement standpoint. Like, he can't keep up with a guy like Harden either. Um, But it just was frustrating because it's like you get the small lineup in there 
to be more mobile defensively, <laughs> but that doesn't mean yeah. that those guys can handle James Harden one on one. That you know, you want those guys out there so they can switch the other guys and and maybe you know be more mobile defending the role man. But you know, if if you don't have guys picking up the right assignments um, as the Rockets get into their offense, like you know, I mean, it seemed like they just went to town on that and. You know, if Harden wasn't scoring one on one, then he would just kick over to Gordon for for one of his you know million threes. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I think it was kind of just transition flow, picking guys up and trying to trying to figure it out. But yeah, that that wasn't ideal. And I, I I said it last night. I I love watching James Harden play basketball, and tonight was not a disappointment. Uh, I enjoyed watching him play as much as it stunk to see the Bucks kind of just get whooped by him but man he is he is incredible um any other negative things you want to yell into a microphone <laughs> um I, I think i'm out uh i i would just say i i feel like um you know that scene in kingpin the movie kingpin where mm-hmm. uh woody harrelson and bill murray are are eating in a like diner and woody harrelson yeah. is, is eating some cereal and then sort of like halfway through bill murray's just like why don't you go finish that outside and make them leave the restaurant and, and, and eat in the parking lot or whatever. I, I feel like Giannis has the right to do that with everybody on the basketball team tomorrow. Like if they're, if they're getting breakfast or whatever, Giannis can be just like, you know, wave them out and just be like, why don't you guys go finish that out in the, in the parking lot? Or go finish on the bus or something like that. You're not, you're not sitting with me. Um, yeah. Of course, he's too nice to do that, but uh, but that that is my that that was my that was my my feeling as I watched Giannis be betrayed by his crappy teammates tonight. So Giannis, stay strong, stay strong. Yeah, that was brutal. So Bucks lose one eleven ninety two, get outscored thirty to twelve in the second quarter. Again, that was thirty to twelve. They're now a game under five hundred, twenty and twenty one on the season. Um and they'll try to get back on the right track on Friday. Um but we will we will be back here tomorrow, which will be Friday, uh to talk to you, preview that game and uh we are now forty one games into the season and the Bucks are under five hundred. I think all of us kind of expected that, but maybe a little bit less under 500 than we thought they might be so we will talk to you again tomorrow um the bucks uh the bucks is, lose. That, is, that, the, is that is that the new tagline for the season less under 500 than we expected them to be i i think that's i think that's probably uh, that's gonna sell some tickets right there yeah i think so uh so we will see we'll be back i'm gonna keep saying it hopefully um, I'm a little bit happier to talk to you guys tomorrow, um, but we'll see. This has been Locked On Bucks. That's been Frank Mann. I've been Eric Name. Oh, try to smile, guys. <laughs>